and welcome to the Golden Rob Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast, Connor. Before we begin, you can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. Connor, say hello. Hello. <laughs> I wanted to do something that isn't just me asking how you are, because it just feels like that's how I've started every single one of the previous four podcasts that we've done. Well, I'll tell you what, you're talking about you starting these podcasts. I've got a question for you, and it was brought up by oh, my okay. mate Lewis as well. Why do you oh. say my name so aggressively? Do I? It's always, and I'm joined today by Connor! <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's just that's just something that I do on, on YouTube. And, like, you know, when, when, I've, when I've complained in the past about, like, I'm not happy with my, like, audio quality. Mm-hmm. It's it's not that the mic I use is rubbish. It's because I am so aggressive in the way that I talk, and I'm like I'm naturally a loud person. Like I've 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 not got a deep voice. I've just got a naturally loud voice. So it's like that in any of my content. I I do. I don't think it's just you, but now I now I'm not sure. But whenever I say anybody's name, I just like I don't know. I'm just loud, and I roll some of the letters, and I roll the word out so it lasts a long time. I, I didn't really thought about thought about it. So next week when I'm like, so I'm joined this week by Connor. Connor, yeah, <laughs> just, Connor, Connor's here joining me. We're gonna have a great time today. We're gonna do an ASMR episode, and everybody's Ooh. gonna have a great time. Oh, okay. I don't I know can, why I, I went slightly higher I, pitch there. <laughs> I I don't know. Like if people if people like ASMR, that's absolutely great. But for me, it just freaks me out. I just can't. It's like you know when you hear like repetitive noises and it just really gets into your ears. And it's like oh, this does not sound. I'm actually like squirming right now. I, I it's just not for me. Unfortunately, I understand why some people like it. Just not for me. Well, the one that gets me like we make it. Sorry, I make a special effort when I do the editing for this podcast and that Mm. to get rid of all the lip smacks and things like that, because I think they sound horrible. But people will sit there and just listen to people eat food. I'm like, oh, nothing, nothing sounds worse to me. No, I'm I'm this. I'm the exact same when I'm when I'm trying to, like, do one of my challenge videos. I have to go in there and take out all, like, say, the lip smacks because they just, they just grate on me. I can't do it. And sometimes I'll watch someone else's content, you know, and the, the, you know, five seconds in, they're all like, and I'm just like, no, no, I'm, I'm out. Sorry, I can't, I can't do this. It, it really just gets to me for some reason. You're not alone. You're not alone. Good to know. Good to know. Well. Uh, we should probably move on then to our next uh, segment. Our main our next segment, re- the first segment, yeah, the first segment. But I, I'm trying to segue. Okay, I'm trying to segue, and I'm going to get there. What I was going to say is, shall we go to the next segment? Wow, that's no. You, 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 you are on the level of like Pokemon. Go to the polls at this point. Stop it. <laughs> so, if you haven't guessed, we're going to talk Pokemon Go this week. It is the sixth anniversary, the six-year anniversary of Pokemon Go as of day of recording. So, what what better? What better to talk about? Yeah, I... So, so I think let's just preface it for, like, how long have you been playing it for? If, if you are playing it. So, I do play it. I have been on and off for many, many years. Now, when it, when it first came out, I had the problem where I really, really wanted to play it, but I had a Windows phone at the time. 
Yeah. So my, it wasn't by choice. My phone broke. Okay. It was a hand-me-down from a mate of mine. And he gave me a Windows phone and it just wasn't, it wasn't compatible. It, you couldn't get Pokemon Go on it. So during what was effectively the second Pokemania, which we'll come on to, no doubt, during this conversation, mm, yeah. all my mates were suddenly back into it and no longer was I the only Pokemon guy. That suddenly yes. everybody was playing it again and I just couldn't be a part of it. No. So I, I, miss, I miss the initial onboarding experience. And I yeah. think that kind of stuck with me a little bit. I never caught the bug. I played it a little bit. I, I don't know if you know what level you are. Pull your phone out. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some time. You need to pull your phone I'm, out. I'm 39. I know You're 39. 39. I'm 39. Well, there you go. That took that, me a long time. I think that shows you exactly where I'm at. That I'm, I'm only level 28. Okay. Okay. It does get it does it, as you level up more, it takes more experience to, to get to the next level and. I I found out quite late on like the best way to to level up is wait until there is a two times experience event and then pop a lucky egg which makes it four times experience and then just evolve a load of a load of pokemon and then send them back to the professor for candy and that's how I've kind of gotten to the level I've I've got to I I started when it first came out to the point where I'm trying to re- from what I remember because it was so long ago you had to, in order to get it, because it came out in America first from what I remember, and us Brits were slightly behind, but there was a way to, if you had a jailbroken phone, which I had at the time, there was a way to get the American, basically force the American app onto your phone. So then you got it for, I think it was like two weeks maybe before the release of, um, before they released it over in the UK. And I thought I was quite clever getting it so quick because I thought, right, okay, I can get a head start and catch all these Pokemon. And straight away, there's already gyms. There's already people like putting their Pokemon in gyms. So already I was I was on the back foot, even though I, I thought I was one of the first people to to download it. But I remember I download. I, I managed to get it when I was still living at my parents' house, and I was in the kitchen at the time. I managed to install it. I was like, I'm just gonna go out into the garden and see what I can find. And I was just disappointed because it, nothing just popped up. It was just like, I don't know what it's like where you are, but where I live, there's just a lot of green. It's very basic. Like I'm, I'm, I'm basically a rural player, unfortunately. Um, oh, no, no. Yeah. And I, I just walked right down. And I don't know why I was expecting loads of Pokemon to suddenly be there. And there just wasn't. And obviously over time, I suddenly realized, oh, I understand why. It, it, they, the, the spawns aren't in such a close proximity to to one another unless you are you know in a in an area with more um like, it's almost counterintuitive the yes. pokemon aren't in the wild they're yes. in the cities cities yes and like that so so my experience was like you know when it first came out and that pokemania was just everywhere and everyone everyone in their family a downloaded Pokemon Go, and it was like you can catch the original 151 Pokemon. I was like, "All right, this is this is just pivot." I think uh, thinking back, actually, I think that's what got me back into Pokemon. I think when I think that thinking back now was when I after I'd been playing that for a while, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get a 3DS and I'm going to try and complete a living Pokedex. I, I'm pretty sure now, thinking back, it was Pokemon Go that you're not alone. It. You're not no. alone. Pokemon Go brought a lot of people back to this franchise. Mm. And I think it, 
can arguably be stated as Pokemon Go is the reason the franchise is doing so well today. It wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Pokemon Go makes more than you know the the previous oh, mainstream does. Pokemon game. The amount of money because I I I don't know if you you same as me. The first time I I got the the official app so I could buy stuff, I was like. Yeah, go on. I'll spend five pound on the on the coins because I thought to myself, well, I'm probably going to play this a bit. Five quid's five quid. It wasn't a lot of money at the time, and you know, it was just an opportunity to try and get a, a leg up slightly. And you know, I, I don't mind free to play games as long as they're not aggressive with their, you know, oh, spend money, spend money. Oh, you can't do this until you spend money. Whereas Pokemon Go never felt like that. At least when it first came out, it was. Oh, you can use the money to buy Pokeballs and, you know, a couple of incubators and you don't need them. You can get them from wherever you go and it's absolutely fine. And this was before they introduced the um, the daily, I can't think of the words, like the, the daily, daily challenges. challenges. Yeah, yeah, it was before any of that. So it was very bare bones in terms of you go out, you, you literally find the Pokemon, you give it a berry and then you throw a Pokeball. And that was about all, the, the main thing was completing the Pokedex. It wasn't for years that they finally introduced battling and things like that. No. Which is now at a point where we're going to see it at the World Championships this year. The Pokemon am- Go battling is going to be at World Championships. Because, like, the battling... I get why they went with the way they went with the battling, but at the time, I remember being disappointed. It's like, oh, this isn't what I, what I was used to. And there is... There's actually a lot that goes on under the, the hood in terms mm. of the battling and like to 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 be competitive a you have to keep up with the, the with the meta but then you're constantly on the lookout for pokemon with perfect stats and yep. then obviously making sure you've got enough candy to get them to the max level obviously you need to be the max trainer level in order to get them to the max level and then you need to to get tms like the charged and the fast tms yeah. and, so you, and can, you can't teach them whatever move you want you just nope. have to keep rolling that Random. dice and hoping you land on the one that's good yeah i i've been in some of the battle every now and again i'm like oh, i'll have a couple of battles on it and i i either absolutely wreck shop or i get absolutely wrecked because typically because you're only allowed three pokemon and it's just it's as you say it's a roll of the dice as to whether or not your pokemon are you know, have a type advantage or move advantage or anything like that. And some Pokemon definitely seem more more broken than others. But going back to the launch of it, it was like I've heard people describe it as it, it was just a perfect summer because that game came out. Everyone was just happy. You know, there was news articles about oh, the first player to catch all the Pokemon except for the legendaries, because you couldn't get legendaries to start with. Mm-hmm. And th- this this person had managed to catch some of the other Pokemon tra- while they were traveling the world. So they managed to get the regional Pokemon like Kangaskhan and Tauros and stuff like that that you could only get in certain certain regions. And I just remember just... I used to hate going for walks. And Pokemon Go has got me to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'll go for a walk. See, I was... This was always one of the issues I had with Pokemon Go is A... I uh, so they introduced this thing where you could like turn your phone upside down and it would make the screen go black and then you still get the vibrations of a Pokemon went off, but it just drained my battery oh, so it. quickly. Yeah. So it's like I'll go for a walk and then I'm like three hours away from my house, my phone's dead, and I've right. got to just make my own way back. I guess. Yeah. They they've got and I only found that and I the, the only reason I found this out is because I had the exact same issue as you where the phone just would got to the point where it's like nah I'm I'm done have fun 
but there was a low performance mode or something like that in the mm-hmm. in the settings. Like, why is that not just the On. standard? Like that? Why? Why? And I couldn't. I still to this day can't figure out why it drains battery so much when it seems so simplistic. And the only thing I can think of is it's constantly feeding and downloading like cellular data. So it's yeah. like, oh, that what you're here. Oh, these are the Pokemon that need to spawn here. Okay, right, and that constantly keep feeding because like it's constantly updating your your profile to the server. Like the because moment- it syncs with everyone else. Because if a Charizard arrives for you, it's also arrived yeah. for anybody else playing the game around you, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So I can understand why why it drains the batteries. It's it's just infuriating though. But I can I get why they can't have like an offline mode or something like that because it just it just wouldn't work. And then it's open to hacking. And I do have a bit of confession while we're talking about. Oh, uh, were you a GPS yeah. hacker? I was a GPS hacker. So. The only it was easier it, back in the day. It was. It used to. Um. Uh, so if you had a jailbroken phone, you could do it that way. And then eventually, I got a le- legit phone. Um. And you could still get it. You. You. Th- there are ways to download it. And um. The only reason I did it is because, as I said earlier, I'm a rural player. So for me, it is. I can enjoy it. I can wander around. I can catch the Pokemon. It's quite nice. But the moment they say, "Oh, this Pokemon is now available in raids." I am not getting that Pokemon. I cannot get that Pokemon. I tried. I joined Facebook groups, Discord groups, and people trying to arrange to meet up, and then people flake, and you drive somewhere, and there's only three of you, so there's no way you're going to be able to catch that Zapdos. And, and it's, it just in, infuriated me to no end. So in the end, I was like, sod it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the, the non-legit version. I'm not going to go into the gyms, though, because I understand how that would be frustrating for other players. But for raids, I don't see how that impacts on other players because I'm, I'm, I'm not a competitive player or anything like that. I'm just trying to fill out the Pokedex. And I always found the best place to go was San Francisco because literally the moment a, an egg spawns and you're in there, and it's got 20 plays maximum within 10 seconds, if that. Wow. So I was able to get like so many, so many of the legendary Pokemon that I needed. But eventually my account got banned. Nice. So I mean, not nice, but not nice. So I was like, right, okay, fair enough. And I thought to myself, I'm I'm no, it's fine. Not bothering with this. I'll leave it. And then decided to start another account and actually got further than my original account and then tried to log back in several months later only to find that my original account was now reopened, like unbanned. So I've actually got two accounts that are both like really high level, which has worked out quite nicely because I've been able to trade a lot of the old Pokemon that I had to my new game as we've introduced like, you know, trading and stuff like that. So now I've got a couple of lucky Pokemon and, and whatnot. But for me... It's mainly just about completing the Pokedex. That's the enjoyment I get out of it. I don't know what about the game you enjoy the most. So I think for a long time, I got back into the game, I think, because mm. I picked it up when I finally could. I picked it up and I wandered around for a bit and I was catching Pokemon. I was like, this is fine, but mm. I can see why this was more fun when lots of people were playing yes. it. And yeah. now that it's just me wandering around and my phone keeps dying every 20 yeah. minutes, I'm just not having a great time. And there's mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. nothing to do but catch Pokemon. Yeah. Once they introduce battling into it, yeah, 
I got myself a really good a really good team. I think I only I only play on the fifteen hundred CP cap. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I've got three Pokemon in there who kind of their fast moves are really really quick, and they mm. build up to their powered up moves faster than most others, which means I can break down your shields quicker than you can yeah. mine. Yeah, and I can win more than fifty percent of my games, which yeah means I get prizes from it. One mm. of the issues I always have with Pokemon Go, though, and I still have it to this day, to the point where I had the exact same issue today playing the game, I'm always running out of space in my bag. Oh, it's... I, I've i gotten to the point now where I just throw away Pokeballs because I have 500 Great Balls and about 300 Ultra Balls, so I'm like... See, I, 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 I couldn't even hold that much. No. No, I've upgraded my bag over and over and over again, and I yes. don't know what is in there that's taking up so much space. Berries, just maybe. Constant. Berries, I throw berries away until I've only got like okay. 50 of each. Okay. Because somebody else said the exact same thing to me. It's like, oh, throw yeah. away your berries. You don't need that. Throw away your Pokeballs. You don't need those. Throw away this. Throw away that. And I'm like, I, I, I am constantly still just... And it will be the two ends of the spectrum. There was actually one point where I didn't have any space in my bag, but also couldn't pick up any Pokeballs, so I couldn't catch anything. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what's, what has happened going here. On? Right. But the game does not work for me anymore. <laughs> Right. See, I I've bought quite a lot. Not not with my own money, just from doing gyms and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a lot of extra storage space. So I've got something like I think item wise, I can hold about one thousand eight hundred something like. Or was that the Pokemon? I can I can hold about one thousand. I'd have to check, but I can hold a lot of items, a lot of Pokemon. But every now and again, it gets to the point where I'm like, I've just run out of space again and typically i like to spend that what coins i do earn on the um the incubate incubator um mm-hmm. packages because they work out the best value for money and then you can hatch loads of eggs because having one unlimited incubator just isn't enough unfortunately no. to, to to power through all the eggs that you've got especially now that they introduced eggs from um like the team rocky members as well but that's typically where my um my coins go but I even even fully expanding my you know po- Pokemon storage. I still have way too many mons in there that like I've got so many different types of Pikachu's from all the events that they run, yep. and they just sit there, and I'm like, well, "What am I supposed to do with these?" And and part of me doesn't want to get rid of them because I'm never going to use them, but it's just in case one day, one day maybe Pokemon Home turns around and says. You know those uh those custom form Pokemon that you got in in Pokemon Go, yeah, you can bring them to the main games. And I'm like, right, okay, I've got a flying Pikachu in balloons. Like, bring that bad boy in. And I just <laughs> I just can't I just can't bring myself to to get rid. I, I I've got two of each of the like special Pikachu's because I I can't I don't want to get down to one just in case. But at the same time. I can't be having three or four. And that's what it used to be like. I used to have loads of the different types, like probably about 200 different forms of, of Pikachus at one point. And I've just had to clear them out, unfortunately. And it's not the most it's not the most intuitive way of getting rid of Pokemon. It's gone a lot better now because I don't know if you remember when it first came out, you had to manually go onto every single Pokemon. And when you're on the Pokemon, you could like release it and you could only release that one and then you'd move on to the next one. Yeah, you um, couldn't mass select them at the time. No, you couldn't. It was an absolute nightmare when that box filled up. And 
I remember when I first found out that they have their own system of EVs in, in Pokemon Go. And I was like, all right, okay. And now it's great because you, you check it and it's like your, your, you know, your team's mascot or leader, whoever they are, pops up and it's like, oh, these are the, these are attack, defense and HP. And here's a bar that gives you like a nice, you know, yes. overview. And, it and you never- can search now. You can go, are yes. they three star? Are they yes. perfect? If not, like I will now go in and I'll go, okay, search all three star and perfect. Mm-hmm. Star all those, keep them yep. all as my favorites. Yep. And then go through and delete everything else, basically. But do you remember how it used to be when it first came out? Because they mm. couldn't, they, so they used to give you like vague descriptions. Oh, yeah, they do did. you remember? And then you had to look it up online and be like, so what does this mean? And they go, oh, your Pokemon could be better in this. Oh, your Pokemon's really good in this. Oh, your Pokemon is unbeatable in this. And it's like, well, what does that actually, actually mean? I'm trying to figure it out. Was oh, it, was it's super an... small, but it could be stronger. And it's like, that's yeah, like, such what? a vague statement. It's like, yeah, thanks. I get, I guess. I mean, fine. Um, but just, they, they, it is a game that if you went back and you saw it when it first came out, you could, you could understand how it got from where it was to where it is now. And I do like, because I, I remember reading the articles going, oh, this is this is done. Once once, you know, once that first year is done and dusted, no one's gonna be playing Pokemon Go. Like, it's gonna get old really fast because it's the same old thing, except for every now and again, oh, it's new Pokemon. But I must say, they've managed to just keep bringing out content for it and updating it and tweaking things and adding things to make it easier for people also make people keep coming back and having stuff to do and to be fair the fact that it's a mobile game that is celebrating its sixth anniversary and is better now than it's ever been before yeah Yeah. i didn't nobody expected that nobody expected this to still be supported nobody expected the impact it would have had on the franchise nobody expected it to invade the franchise for lack of a better word in many many ways we spoke about it before we've spoke about go in Mm. uh pokemon journeys now we spoke about basically raid battles in sword and shield and let's let's go go. as well yeah yeah with the catching mechanic that just like oh it's basically pokemon go i'm i'm all for that and they've added like some of the other features like you know you can have companions now uh, you've got you've got the challenges. You've got like group challenges where people have to work together. And th- like you mentioned, like the actual raids. I remember when the first trailer came out for the raids. Do you remember it? Yeah, with the with the Mewtwo in yes, in the t- in Times Square or whatever it is. Yeah. In in and everyone's just like running up to these eggs, and then the eggs all hatch, and then people are throwing in the the Pokemon. That that trailer gives me goosebumps. Which half the reason we're covering this today is because the Pokemon TCG has just released their Pokemon Go set mm. uh, for the first time. Uh, I think last week there was a tie-in with that in Pokemon Go itself. You got all the original starters and things like that that were available. But the one of the main chase cards is Mewtwo V, uh, Altar, which is that shot from the first trailer oh. of, Poke- of Mewtwo in Times Square. 
Oh, that's a that is so cool. I need to I need to check. I haven't seen these yet, but I need to check them out. But I try to keep my distance from TCG because it is such a money sink. Unfortunately, um, I, I love the artwork. I love collecting them, but cost a bit of money for a bit of cardboard. They do. <laughs> I, I enjoy watching it now. I like the competitive scene, yes. so I've been watching yes. it quite a lot. Um, there's some really good uh Pokemon that come out of it. Some really mm. good uh low low value set um decks have been made there's a oh. soul rock and lunatone deck that's really popular at the moment that is it's all basic pokemon so it's super super cheap to put together but is performing really well mm. so if you want to get back into it there's, I, there's, so there's options I do, magikarp I went... weirdly enough is one of the better decks to come out at the moment oh, really oh interesting because yeah. there's I'm... a magikarp card that does more damage the more Magikarps and Gyarados you have in the discard pile, but they released a oh. Ditto as well. And this Ditto, we need to talk about this Ditto and this okay, Pokemon go, go, go set. So this Ditto can copy any basic Pokemon attack that's in the discard pile. So you throw away all your Gyarados, you throw away all your Magikarp, and then you do a butt ton of damage with Ditto copying the Magikarp's attack. Right. This, mm, this Ditto. Mm. Yes. You like the TCG, right? You're a collector. I yeah, I, I am a collector and I do enjoy I do enjoy playing it. Um to the point where I only recently removed it from my computer because I hadn't played it in a in a while. But I, I do like playing the games online, but I made the mistake once of um joining a um like a competition where it was oh you can bring your own decks and I got absolutely wrecked. Like just all these fancy cards coming in that are just like you know, do 300 damage with four energies and they just run through. So yes, you I do were, enjoy it. You, but you played in the while. Sword and Shield era as well, didn't you? I did, yes. So yes. you were going up against tag team Pokemon with like 280 mm -hmm. HP yes. and doing 300 just damage. Broken. And, broken. Yeah, no, tag team was gross. To be fair, tag team came out and then we went on to Vs and V Maxes and now they're on to V Stars. Anyway, that's not what I'm going into. We're not going to be okay. a TCG channel. Um <laughs> What I want to talk about is this Ditto. So there's a Ditto in the yes. new Pokemon Go TCG set where it's in disguise. Oh, okay. So you know the way Ditto works in Pokemon Go is yeah. you catch a Pokemon and then it's, oh, it it's, was a oh, Ditto all along. Yes. Well, now it's a case of you pull a card and down in the little in the little corner of it, it's got a little Ditto symbol instead of like the Pokemon Go symbol. So you oh. know it's actually a Ditto and you've got to peel a sticker off the front of the card to reveal the ditto. Okay. Okay, right. I like that. But as a collector... That it makes me uncomfortable. Yes. That <laughs> drive me just crazy because I'd feel like I'd need to collect one of... One, I'd need to collect that card twice. One for the unpeeled version and one for the peeled version. Yep. That I just and collecting it, collecting. And uh, I, I, I know we said we weren't going to talk about TCG, but now now you got me down this rabbit hole. Um, so I I collected the very first series when it came out and completed it, and bit of fossil pack, a bit of the um the jungle, and then I didn't really touch it until Sword and Shield came out. I was like, this is the one. This is the one where I'm going to complete the set, and I did. I completed it. Really pleased with it. Until base I started, set, sword and shield. The base set, yeah. And it was only when I started putting it all in, I was like, well, some Pokemon have more than one 
version of it. You have the normal, then you have the hollow, and then some of them you had a, you have a third version. Yeah, you'll have the regular, the reverse yeah. hollow, the yes. hollow, the altar. And it just got to the point where I was like, well, I've got I have got one of every single one of those cards, including the rainbow and the gold. But there are some cards where I've only got the normal. There's some where I've only got the reverse hollow. And it got to the point where I was like, I, I, I just can't, I can't do this. Otherwise, I'm going to go down the rabbit hole and be like, now I need to collect every single variant of every single card in the Sword and Shield base set. And I just had to take a step back and go, you, you know what? I should be happy with what, I, what I've done. But I don't want to think about how much... And it was at a time when I had a low disposable income. COVID had happened. So I was like, you know, I, I had way more coming in than I had going out. And I was like, oh, I'm going to treat myself to these Were you these Were you cards. cracking packs? I, I was just like... So oh, I, I went... Oh, Ben. So, adults what, buy singles. What do you mean by cracking packs? Sorry. As in opening, like, booster packs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Opening booster packs. Yeah. No, yeah, adults yeah. buy singles. <laughs> Yeah, I I did that towards the end because there comes a point where it does become cheaper to just buy the cards because you're buying packs and you're just getting the same mm-hmm. cards over and over again. And I did eventually learn that. And when I got towards the end, I was like, okay, right, there's a certain couple of cards I need to get, including a couple of the gold ones because they were just ridiculously impossible to, to pull. And yeah, some of them, I think I've seen the odds on some of them being like one in a hundred, one in 150 and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, that's, that's too much. It's, it's too much. And I, I'm glad I did it, but I wouldn't, I, I couldn't go back and try and complete. And, and unless I had more disposable income than, than sense, I, I, I couldn't do that. Anyway, back to Pokemon Go. Yep. Because I do, I, I, when we spoke about like some of the ways they've helped to like keep it going and reinvigorating it and we have to give like credit to some of the things that they've they've done and like one of one of the things is i don't know if you ever go out and about but on community days i Mm -hmm. like just the fact that the shiny odds are so ridiculously high that me that wants to eventually complete a shiny pokedex like the, the best way to get shiny pokemon is it seems to be pokemon go it just it's just so easy on community days where typically i will get all you know at least 3 of it, of of the pokemon in shiny form evolve two of them to you know second and, and final form and then transfer them over to pokemon home and i and i and i've you know completed what might take me i don't know hundreds upon thousands of egg hatching or whatever it might be and I, i'd love the i'd love to do a proper community day in you know a big city where they have events and stuff like that that i see advertised every every now and again i'd love to to do that but as a rural player i miss out on a lot of that i understand that see community days for me i've got i got a couple of mates who play pokemon go fairly regularly mm. and I just, I see him on community days. He's like, yeah, I've got my 50,000 steps in today. I'm like, excuse uh, me? It's like, yeah, no, I walked like four or five miles. It was great. It's like, n- no, 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 no chance. And I, I must say, like, but for me, if ever Pokemon Go was going to die a death, so to speak, was when the pandemic happened. Because... And yet... Not, and yet... It's flourished. 
Because they finally introduced remote raid passes. They extended the length of which you could, your little spinny circle around you that you could interact with. Mm -hmm. They expanded that out so you could get Pokestops that were ever so slightly further away from you. The Actually, it's amazing that it took something like that for Pokemon Go to take this step into being more user-friendly than it was before. But I'm very glad it did so. It, it, so it needed to. I'm yes. amazed that they haven't rolled back some of them as much or sooner. Like they, they, they've already come out and said remote raid passes are here to stay, and I'm like, yeah, absolutely, they need to to stay because they don't they don't break the game or anything like that. They introduced, um, you know, you get a free challenge every day now, so you don't need to go out every day and fight and spin at least a disc to get a new. Um, a new challenge and then they introduced free boxes so every day mm-hmm. you can open a box that has you know a couple of, couple of items which uh, for me it's more it's more busy with opening them than the the gifts i get out <laughs> of them but for someone that's maybe starting new and they need those items it's absolutely fantastic i think what th- th- there are still things i think they need to do to improve it um one of the things that i i desperately don't know why they they haven't got this is when you are just walking and you can see just the world view on your on your phone, I wish it showed you the raid. You know, it shows you the raids that are going on, but I wish there was a number over the raid that said, "Oh, there's there's two people waiting in the lobby or three people," rather than me yeah. having to you know click on the egg, join it, yes, join well, it to work out. Oh, I'm on my own. Yeah, and like it, it's more annoying than that because you click on the egg, it zooms into into where the egg is, then it shows you the Pokemon. And it's like, he's an Articuno. It's like, I know what an Articuno looks like. I just want to know who's in the gym, please. And then you click on the gym. And like you said, it's like, oh, it's just me. Right, fantastic. And I know you can invite friends and, and stuff like that. But like some of the friends I've got on there, I don't even know who they are. I've just gone on forums because I'm just like, well, I need people to complete some of these tasks about, you know, sending gifts and, and, and whatnot. And the time zones are out of sync or, you know, the Pokemon I'm, I'm trying to, beating a raid aren't the pokemon they want to catch in a raid unfortunately and it still amazes me that to this day if you want to coordinate a raid battle with other people using pokemon go you have to use something outside of pokemon go like facebook or discord still so here you go guys mind. go on ben needs friends on pokemon go please so send your friend code to goldenrodpod at gmail.com <laughs> do it do it in fact what's it whack him in the, the the youtube description or something like that just so i can build up build up my list of friends that i can actually do raid battles with because infuriatingly i've got one of the one of the challenges that i need to complete is take a snapshot of landorus I haven't got a Landorus. There are no nope. raid battles currently with Landorus. I, I can't do it. And when Landorus was out in, in the raids at the time, I just couldn't get people to, to join me or take part. There was nobody in any of the raid battles, unfortunately, because I live in such a rural area. So I just feel like it's one of those that I'm I'm not going to do until they announce that, oh, when you complete your seven-day streak, there's a chance to get Landorus. And that will be when, when I... I do. There's, this still needs more work around it for rural play. I don't even think, actually, I don't even think it's for rural plays. I just think there's a bit more that needs to be done around accessibility in terms of the raids for me. that That's the disappointing part, unfortunately. Well, see, it's funny because 
and I wanted to bring this up anyway because it's a little bit of insight that I have, is the the fact that you would think that Pokemon would exist more in the wild, but it would exist more in the rural yeah. areas. Yeah. The reason they don't is because it's, no it's one's not there. a Pokemon. Yeah. Well, it's not a Pokemon game. Pokemon Go wasn't originally a Pokemon game. It's that Sal. What was it called? That Salio game. Ingress. Ingress. That was it. Which is you. You basically go around like areas of high mobile activity and collect things, don't you? The, and, and then- the idea was at the time. I think you were hackers. Right. I think that was because I had a mate who played it at university, and I think you were initially hackers, and you had to go to these. Um, sort of local sites of importance and you'd get a bunch of information on your rival teams and things like that and you'd use it against them and that's what pokemon go is based off of so a load of the uh. pokey stops were oh, just they just ported over lifted, the data didn't they lifted yes. over completely that just it, it makes sense though if you've already got that data and information there it's going to save you a fortune and it, it prob- functions. And what, sorry? It functions. It functions. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yes, it does. It does. But it does rule out, unfortunately. You know, there have been times where I've been going through, like, fields, hills, whatever it might be, where it's just green all around, and yet there are no Pokemon. Whereas, you know, in the, in, if, you know, in, in the anime, in the games, that is where the Pokemon are. They're not yeah. in the cities. If you see Pokemon in cities, typically they're the ones that have been captured. Owned. They're owned by yeah. somebody, yeah. Yes, yes. Um... But I I understand why they do because they do want to get people into the cities because the more people that are there that are doing raids, the more likely people are, you know, spending coins on egg incubators or the passies or, you know, going to some of the stops that are um sponsored. Um mm. which I remember seeing when I was when I was when I was in San Francisco in air quotes, um and seeing some of the Starbucks <laughs> Starbucks ones that were were sponsored. So I understand why they they do that and they want to drive people to 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 the city and whenever i am in town you know i'll I'll have my phone up and i'll be wandering around i'll be catching pokemon but still e- even in like my local city it's still even if you go there on a community day you're struggling to get into the raids and unfortunately because of there's not a huge amount of you know um gyms mm. And the, the other end of the city and everything, it, it's, it's not worthwhile going, walking around each one because there's no guarantee you're going to be able to, you know, you you could walk to one and everyone's going to another one and because you're not on Facebook or you're not in the Discord, you're not aware of everyone's going, which is why I just wish there was something in game where it was like, you know, the egg hatches or the egg is activating and people will just click on it and go, I'm heading there or I'm interested and then yeah. if enough people do it, then everyone's like, oh, well, now I've got a reason to go there rather than, you know, take take a risk of, oh, well, I'm going to go up there. Because while you could use remote remote raid passes, I have noticed they're getting a lot more stingy with them. There used to be, I, I used to get where I'd always have three and I'd always have to burn one because it was like, oh, for one poker coin, you can get an extra one or you can get an extra three. Whereas now... It seems like the remote, like the cheap or free remote raid passes are a thing of the past now. They want you to be going up to the gyms to to interact with them, but there are issues with that, unfortunately. What I found with the remote raid passes is you get them as a reward if you remote it into a raid and won. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Mm. At least that's from my very limited experience. That's what I found. Right. Okay. Oh, see, I've I've not experienced that, but it has been a while since I've done a raid, unfortunately, because there's just none around me, and none of the Pokemon at the moment are ones that I'm I'm desperate to to get. Because for me, ultimately, it's mainly about completing the Pokedex and wherever I can getting shinies that I can port over to um Pokemon over Home. To home. Yeah, but I'm at, I'm at the stage now where like my basic box is full, and I'm refusing to pay fifteen pound or whatever it is for a, a full year um to to move around a couple of shinies i'll i'll keep them in i'll keep them in pokemon go for now and then eventually when i've got enough of them i'll just get a month of pokemon home import them in and then i can start to think about okay right let's try and complete this you know shiny pokedex that i want to do good on you i i'd love to see somebody actually complete i've got a mate of mine who their daughter really wants to complete a shiny dex i'm like "Uh uh-huh and you started that how long ago yeah oh a month ago good luck and like that is one of those things where I think people would think, oh, it's dead easy, easy to do, right? There's 800 odd Pokemon. So that, you know, I can easily catch 800 odd Pokemon. But I've, I've shiny hunted before and it is such a long and tedious process. It's getting easier. It's getting easier, but there are, there are going to be. It's getting easier, but there are, it's going to come in the next year or two where it actually gets more difficult because Pokemon Bank is shutting down. So anything from those first couple of, you know, Gen Gen 6 and 7, well, anything from Gen 3 up to Gen 7, you're not going to be able to import into Pokemon Home. They're going to be stuck on the 3DS because you can't move them to Bank and therefore into Home. And uh, as far as I'm aware, Pokemon Bank is staying open. You just won't be able to buy it anymore. Oh, really? I thought they were closing it. Oh No, so the Nintendo 3DS store is closing, so you won't be able ah, to get Pokemon okay. Bank anymore. But if you've already got it, you're safe. But for the... For, for the for, and in fact, Pokemon Bank will become free after that because you'll no longer be able to put money into the oh. 3DS stores in order to pay for it. So download oh, Pokemon Bank sense, now, right. yes, and at some point it will become free and will be still supported, at least as far as Pokemon are concerned, for the foreseeable future. Okay, that's all right. Because every now and again, I do shiny hunts on um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and, you know, the wormholes. Because mm-hmm. the odds, the rates are, I was going to say, the rates are really good. Well, the nights The rates are better. Hours. The rates are better. Yeah, the odds of getting them are better, but they still take absolutely forever to, to get but some of those shinies are just gorgeous like absolutely beautiful and then for some reason they give a load of shiny pokemon green sprites which i still don't get again there was an argument i think i think the initial thought was that it was done through a just an algorithm initially uh, so it went oh, from okay it was basically like applying a lookup table it was like oh this color immediately becomes this color and this color becomes this color and just shift it um, oh, and it so, wasn't until generation six or seven where they actually designed oh, so shiny if, Pokemon. So it would have just been like a palette swap, basically. Yes. So it cuts down on, they don't need to create double the amount of sprites for everything because it just goes, oh, this is the Pokemon, shift these colors to this color, done and dusted. Yeah, which unfortunately uh, meant that we got a bunch of ugly green Pokemon. Yeah, green. Yeah, a lot of ugly green Gen One Pokemon in, in Pokemon Go. I've I've discovered. Um, anything else that you want to say about Pokemon Go before we move on? Not personally. Again, it's a game that I have found enjoyable 
mm. periodically over the years, yes. sporadically, shall I say. I am currently back into it. How long it's going to hold me for, I'm not sure. We'll see. I'm glad that it's still going. I yes. am impressed that it has impacted the franchise. It has brought so many people back to this series. Yeah. I don't I- necessarily love the fact that it's had to be, because it was so big, it's kind of, as I said earlier, invaded the rest of this franchise. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, let's jump on that. Malton and Malmetal, because they they came out first in this game. Do you remember? Yep, they were... Well, they, you could find them, but you couldn't catch them because they were all ditto. Yes. I... St- I my, my tinfoil hat still maintains that something went wrong with the data to where the dittos were just all over the place and they scrambled and it was like, well, what could we do to kind of... I don't... I, the, my tinfoil hat was like, something went wrong and they rushed out of Pokemon to kind of, you know, cover their tracks, which is why it doesn't really appear in any of the main Pokedexes. Like, it doesn't have a region assigned to it because it was discovered no, in, in Pokemon uh, Go. And it's technically a Gen 6 Pokemon, even though you couldn't what? get it in Is any... It? Gen- yeah, I think it's technically a Gen 6 Pokemon. I may be wrong on this. Ooh, I might be okay. talking out my... Mm. I think it's technically a Gen 6 Pokemon because... No, no, it must be Gen 7. Well, it was Gen 7 because of... It's you can get into Let's Go, can't you? And then from Let's Let's Go, Go, yeah, you can can, transfer. And it's in the Sun and Moon anime. Yes, maybe I'm talking. It's such a weird way to get it though, because uh, because I I don't like the way that you used to get. I'm I'm pretty sure this is the only way to do it. Is you you transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go to Let's Go, then you get a box sent to your Pokemon Go account. You can open that box, and Melton will spawn in the in the wild. I think one every five minutes or something like that for an hour or maybe two. And you need 400 candies to evolve it to um, Malmetal. And that blew my mind at the time. And I I was just like, wait, what? Like you've gone through all this, this effort for this Pokemon. Just blows my mind. I think when Home first came out as well, you could... I think if you signed up to it and connected your Pokemon Go account and then transferred at least one Pokemon over, you uh, got a level 100 Melmetal. Oh, really? Because oh, that's the yeah. only way I've got one. I've got a couple of Meltan from the event. Yeah. And then I've got one Melmetal sitting in Pokemon Home that was gifted to me. Oh. I. Do you think they'll do this again with another new Pokemon in the future? <sighs> I'm not sure. No. I'm not I... sure. It's it's Melmetal is such a weird Pokemon, and we still yes. have so little lore about it. Mm. Like, there's the whole thing, like, in Pokemon Let's Go, if you take it into Cerulean Cave, it kind of gets a weird golden glow around those crystals, and we're still not sure what that's about. We, we still don't know where it comes from. It's I think it's said to be, like, 3,000 years old, or it disappeared 3,000 years ago which ties it to, like, the ultimate weapon and all sorts, and I don't know. Melmetal is such an odd creature that we know so little about, and it infuriates me. Yeah, and that's why, like, it's one of the reasons why I'm just, I'm still not convinced that it was, I just, 
if you're going to introduce the new Pokemon, I get, I get the whole thing. Well, Pokemon Go was so massive and everything, but surely, surely we would have had more because that was what four or five years ago, maybe, maybe I don't know. It was a long time ago, and surely. If they if they plan to do it, I almost feel like they would have done done more, like introduced more legendary, mythical like variants of of Pokemon using Pokemon Go. The fact that we've only had that one that that can transfer into the the main games, because I know we've had like alternative forms of like Pikachu and stuff like that. Still, still, I still can't wrap my head fully around that, and I've got a proper tinfoil hat theory around it. I know it's a tinfoil hat theory. But no, that's just where that's the hill I'll die on. Love it. Right. Uh, yeah. Do we, overall thoughts on this on the game? Um, I do. I do enjoy it, but it's not something that can keep my attention for a long time. Mainly because I I, I I'm there for the Pokedex mainly, and the competitive battling for me is more frustrating than it is enjoyable. Yeah, that's understandable. Right. Should we move on to uh, from Pokemon Go to Pokemon Journeys? Let's do it. These episodes were just fantastic. It's finally starting, isn't it? Yes. You can feel it. You're like, ah, this is what we've been building to. 12, 13 episodes in, we can finally see what the freaking story is going to be. Yes, exactly. So let's start with episode 11, which out of the three is probably the one that... that, has the least relevant to the overall plot, but there's still some interesting parts about this. So this is where we've got Gengar just roaming around the lab, just causing mischief. It's good. I love the fact that they finally brought Gengar back in a big way, because we've not seen Was he, Ash so, interact with a Gengar for a long time. Is he? So what, some of the notes I've got here is, I, I, I don't, I haven't watched the anime, but, the last time I saw Gengar was in um, Gen 1 when he was trying to get a ghost-type Pokemon in order to beat Sabrina. And I love the fact that this Gengar is so very different. So the, the Gengar from the, you know, the, the first season of the anime was very juvenile and laughing and joking and playing tricks, whereas this Gengar was like a thing from a nightmare. It, it was just causing issues chaos. left right just chaos yes i mean we we eventually find out that it is just trying to it's just it's just a prank bro yeah yeah it's just a joke <laughs> can't you take laughing? a joke <laughs> and it's like no 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 sir that's not that's not funny <laughs> no it's it's not and one thing that the that they mentions gengar can apparently go to different dimensions so there's so dimensions other than this one I think that's there's a thing in his Gigantamax form that says inside of its mouth is a different dimension. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, so I... technically there are different dimensions within the Pokemon world and Gengar is a portal to them. The a... shadow dimension, perhaps? It is the shadow a... Pokemon after all. A potentially, yeah. It, it's... Yeah, that, that, like, the, the, there is so much that... Like, the Pokedex entries just open up such a can of worms sometimes where it's like, wait, what? Are you are you sure you want to put this out there and confirm this is canon? Because it just makes no to, sense. To be fair, a lot of the members of the Pokemon uh, 
the Pokemon company and Game Freak and things like that have gone, eh, the timeline and yeah. what is and isn't canon. Like, it's a game. Don't take it so seriously. Yeah, and then, of course, that. myself and other Pokemon theorists are like, no, you said this <laughs> is a thing. It's yes. a thing. <laughs> yes. It's just like, you know, um, oh, what what what's the Pokemon that burns at something like 4,500 degrees? My cargo. So, yeah, and someone pointed out, you do realize that's like, you know, the Hotter temperature than the of center the center sun. of the sun. <laughs> like, are you sure you want to put that there? But um, to get back on, on track with the episode, Yamper is exactly how I expected. He's just happy. He's excitable. He's he's wagging his tail. He's yamping. I, I, I just... Yamper, Yamper was probably the mon that made this episode for me. Yamp just, Champ. I love him so much. Just and having, you get... And you Go get on. a good introduction to Chloe, who has been yes. a character in previous episodes, but we've not really seen much no. of her until this t- until this one. We haven't, no, because the, the whole premise, I know you've got the the Gengar causing trouble, but it feels very much like her episode and Yampa's episode, and they're starting to build up this trainer. If she is going to be a trainer, I don't know, because apparently there's f- there's further proof in this in this episode that schools exist. And she's yep. going to that school, even though she's ten. So, so do children graduate at ten? And then, right, you've I told got you it's a or, choice. It's a choice. Apparently, you can either stay in school or you can go go off on a Pokemon adventure for for whatever reason. But Yampa takes a, an ice punch from Gengar, and I was like, I I don't know why. I was just like, I was actually scared for Yampa. I thought they killed Yampa, and I know they wouldn't. <laughs> but in that moment, I was just like. What's happened? Like, is Yamper okay? I don't know. They, the Pokemon have a habit of killing the doggos. I still haven't forgiven them for what they did in Sun and Moon. Why? What did they do in Sun and Moon? They killed a Stoutland. Did they? What, yeah. from old age or? So Ash's Litten used to, like, live with a Stoutland, and then it was dying of old age, and Litten would go out and bring it food back and look Aww. after it. And... It made no sense for Lytton to join Ash's team, so they killed Stoutland. <laughs> and just let it die of old age. Really? It was like, don't worry, my little friend. You can go off on your adventure. Just let really? me. <laughs> it's like, no, you don't get no. to kill the dog. What are just, you doing? That's just a cheap way to like, okay, we need, we, we, we've, we've got this character that we want to go on an adventure, but there's this roadblock in the middle. What What's the, what's the most what's the word i'm looking for not the easiest way but the 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 most, the most succinct way yeah <laughs> to go oh here you go like there's no reason now why you can't go on your adventure that roadblock is gone you mentioned food apparently like pokemon pet food looks delicious and unhealthy it's literally just sweets and chocolate i think yeah pretty much pretty much yeah pretty yeah it's just like oh okay right fair enough and um I just, I knew, I knew when Go caught the Wurmples in a previous episode, this is exactly where it was going. And I wasn't disappointed where the, all three of them, because he gets three because he's like, well, you know, you, you, I'm playing the odds. You're playing the odds. I'm like, okay, fair enough. That makes sense. And they all turn into the same Pokemon. I was like, oh, poor Go. He's just trying to complete his Pokedex. And this happens. Being there, mate. Being oh, there. Just, and uh, like, Last episode, Tentacool, I think I mentioned this, sounded different to how mm. I remember. And so does Magnemite, which I've got a note like, do Pokemon have regional accents? Do Magnemite sound different? Then it did in, I remember as a kid, I was like, that does not sound how it Magnemite. sounded. Magnemite. Yeah, it didn't yeah, sound. One. 
it didn't it sounded different to, i might be wrong but it sounded different uh, to when i was it okay. i was a I young hadn't boy watching it. to be fair but do pokemon have regional accents it makes sense wouldn't it depending I on where they're guess. from because apparently cats in the real world have accents depending on where you i, I don't <laughs> listen this is something i've investigated something i've read okay and the people have said depending on where you go cats have different accents so the way they meow is different depending on like which country you're in apparently uh, <laughs> i love i'll tell you something else i love like the scientists give nickname their pokemon like yes it just, oh, it was just brilliant. It's something that I used to hate doing as a kid, but ever since I started oh, my never YouTube channel, no, same, same. But then YouTube and Nuzlocks, I don't know if you're the same as me. Like, I love nicknaming Pokemon now. I do now. I will always say when it comes to a new generation, I don't do it yes. because it helps me remember the names of these Pokemon. Mm, mm. But yeah, especially since doing Nuzlocks, where it's like a part of the rules, I realize it really does make it my Pokemon. It does, yeah. It's no longer just an Umbreon, it's Cadet, yes. who is a, a, a character into them, unto themselves. Yeah. I, it's just, oh, I, I, like, yeah, it just helps you. The whole point of the Nuzlocke is, you know, it helps you to form an emotional attachment to the Pokemon. So in the real world, in anime, whatever, you'd understand why people would call their Pokemon names, especially because so many of them look the same. If you're all out and about, you might lose that. Mon, whereas if it knows to it, it's like I guess it's the same as as us, like in the real world. Like you don't call dogs dog, like dog dog. You 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 give it a name, don't you? So you do. You do the same for Pokemon. It makes sense. The only note I've got is a Pokemon horror game where you track ghost mons. How cool would that be? That's actually a really cool idea. Like a would it be like a mystery game? So th- there's a game. Uh, what what's the game I sometimes play? It's called uh, yeah, Phasmophobia. I don't know if you've yep, heard of it. One. Yeah, like why? And there might be. I want a Pokemon mod for that. Ooh, I'd love great. like you, you're investigating somewhere and then just Gengar appears. It'd be brilliant. It's a Gengar. It's a Dux Noir. It's a oh, Bayonet, and it's yes. like ah, what what's the clues we can find? Well. The the person being haunted was a little girl. Yeah. It's like, okay, so it's probably yeah. a bayonet. She's probably throwing a doll away, and that's why it's haunting her, because it wants to... Ah, this this particular haunting happens in the woods. All right, so it's a so it's a phantom, maybe? Are we going with that route? All right, yeah. No, I actually, I actually really like that. I really love, like that. I'd love that. That'd be great. Game Freak, if you're listening, you know, just give us a bit of cash and you know you can have our idea <laughs> just credit us and that's all just we credit have us. that's all we want um have you got any more uh notes on this episode any anything you want to talk about other than chloe i really like chloe in this one yes. i think the fact that they're finally starting to introduce it's it's weird because she's the third main character technically in this uh, series okay right and yet because she doesn't go off on the adventures with the boys you almost don't get a lot of her so in this one where it's like, well, what are you going to be when you grow up? It's like, well, everybody thinks I'm going to be a professor because my yes. dad's a professor. And uh, I don't really know if that's what I want to do. I don't even know if I like Pokemon. And it's like, well, Yamper likes you. Yeah. 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 But does he? Yes. Yamper yes. loves you. There's a connection. There is. And she will get more and more 
uh, accustomed to Pokemon. She's almost like this season's Lily. I don't, I know you didn't, you watched a bit of Sun and Moon, a right? A little bit, a little bit, yeah. So, you know, Lily was kind of like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure about Pokemon, and then got her first one, which was Snowy, and kind of grew as a trainer over the course of it. Yeah, that's that's Chloe okay, this season. Okay, so we're going to see more of it, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, so episode 12, Flash of the Titans. What did you think? Oh boy, here we yeah. go. <laughs> Lance versus Leon. I know. I mean, is this is this the first time we see Leon? Yes, it is. Um yeah. yes. So um, you finally get to see the unbeaten champion. Yes. And he goes up against Lance, who is Which is just a mate like a, he's a, he's a he's a member of the Elite Four and a, yeah, I don't know if in the anime canon he's a former former champion. Um, he is in in the games. Forget um, the canon. I because I, I, Lance has appeared in the anime before. I know he was like part of a secret team that was investigating Team Rocket and stuff back in the day. Mm. But I can't remember too much of what they gave his backstory. But he is world class uh, yes. battler, uh-huh. which is why he gets to go up against Leon. I think this is. The World Coronation Championship? I've got that written down somewhere. It sounds about right. Yeah, World Coronation Tournament. Mm-hmm. And so this is the World Coronation Series. This is the final match before the new season begins. Right. And it's Lance versus Leon. And Leon doesn't even break a sweat. That's so. It's so. Because straight off the bat, and this is the thing that, that the anime doesn't really do, is it doesn't really do type advantages like it, it they, they mention it and they give it lip service but it never really pe- pans out there have been plenty of times where pokemon with a type advantage you know still loses but i'm okay with that be- because while while i was just like looking at it and like th- there's an example where the commentator says when when you know um Charles Dodge uses Flamethrower, and Gyarados uses Hyper Beam. Hyper Beam from a Gyarados should probably beat a Flamethrower in my eyes, but it doesn't. The Flamethrower overpowers it, and Gyarados seems like the stronger Pokemon. But I think what this episode, as it goes on further and further, made me realize is Leon is the better trainer. Mm. And, God. I don't know. Like, so... You know the term Mary Sue. Yes. He's a Gary Stew, isn't he, Leon? A, I, I, I don't know what the male version of <laughs> We should <laughs> just use Mary Sue still. Yeah. It's it. Yeah. But he is, and it's just like, he's the unbeatable champion, and he can overcome yeah. everything, and ah, my, my Charizard could beat everyone and everything. And it's like, oh, whatever. Well, Who's OC are you? Well, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, he is, yeah. But it's like... Charizard survives a dragon danced aquatail and multiple ice fangs. Yep. Not not to mention like Gyarados is just like raging left, right, and center. And then Charizard brings a thunder punch just out of nowhere, which I was like, wait, Charizard can learn thunder punch? And another one of those examples where I watch the anime, I'm like, I go away and I look so I'm like, yeah, Charizard can learn. Thunder Punch, which which makes sense, which is part of the reason why I think that like, like my my comment about Leon being the better trainer is obviously he he knew he was going up against Lance, so he's like, right, okay, what are the moves that I've got that can that can counter 
his is is Gyarados, which is you know water and flying, so quad weakness to it. And in I I just Leon grew on me the more this episode went on because I'm I'm not gonna lie, their voices didn't really work for me to start with. Yeah, that's fair. But then over the two episodes, I was like, okay, right, I I can kind of see this voice working for that. I'm still not completely sold on it, and I'm pretty sure the next time I see him in an episode, I'm like, okay, that takes me out of it a, a, a little bit. But I, it just it was just the episode just went on and on, didn't it? Like the battle just went on and on. The majority it's of the episode, most of the episode, yeah, it's just this battle between these two titans of the Pokemon world, just absolutely going at one another. And like this, this is what it's one of the things that I loved about Sword and Shield, and I'm glad it carried over into this. Is the stadiums like mm. that? Is like. For, for those of you that might be listening in other countries, because I, I know we do get people listening from other countries, like, they nailed, like, the football stadium atmosphere in Pokemon Sword and Shield. They absolutely nailed it. Like, the big open stadiums, people cheering along to the to the music, and this is what a stadium should look like because they these big tournament battles would attract tens of thousands of people. And it just I mean, I'm, this is this is effectively the world championship. Yeah. This is the world finals, the best Pokemon trainers from everywhere. These are the number one and number two seed going head to head. Like, this should be the biggest event. Yes. Like sold out. You can't get enough, you know, you can't get a ticket or the tickets are ridiculous because these These are the were two- sold out before you even knew who the competitors were gonna be. Yes. Yes, definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. And I, oh, it's just fantastic. And then, you know, the Dynamax finally comes into, into it, like showing a battle. And one thing that happens in this that doesn't happen in the game is he actually opens a portal above the stadium, which I don't think happens in the game. They get the little, like, clouds around their heads. Uh-huh. But this is the first time you actually see a portal open in the sky. And earlier on in the episode... We see, when they're on the plane, you see Eternatus. Yes, you do. It's not sealed like it isn't it? Because in the game, it's sealed until the very end when Chairman Rose goes, right, okay, this is going to happen in a thousand years, so I'm going to sort it out now. So in the anime, is Chairman Rose already experimenting? No comment. Okay, interesting. Right. That'll be interesting to see when, the, when that comes around. I'm really looking forward to that, especially if they can nail, like, I tell you what, if... If the Turnsys appears later on in the series and they have to work alongside Zacian and Zamazenta and the music from the game kicks in, I, I will just lose my mind because that is still one of the best moments in Pokemon, in my opinion. Absolutely love it. Um, so, Without spoiling anything, the big Galar story is at the end of this season. Okay. Interesting. Okay. okay. How many episodes have, have we got? Uh, Off top of your head. 24? Oh, so about say. so about halfway there then. Okay, okay, right. I'm looking forward to that then. Um, what other comment? So, so one of my comments is a two parter. But before we jump into the the second, I like 48, 48. 48. Oh, okay. So we're about we're about a quarter of the way. So before we jump into the the next part, because it is a two parter. Um, the referee from, is from Galar from the games. Absolutely yep. love that little Good old reference. Dan. 
Yeah, and it sounds exactly how I expected. Like they nailed his his voice acting <laughs> spot. I was like, that that's him. That is what I'd expect him to sound like. Loved it. And um the Rocket Pokedex just being like, I don't know. Like <laughs> just Oh, it's, it's just so a, sassy. It is, it's just a super. Oh no, why didn't you just work it out? <laughs> it's just absolutely absolutely fantastic. Um so I've also got a, a, a comment here about, um, you know, who who do you think would win? And maybe we do something similar like that in, in the future where people submit their entries as to, you know, these are the two Pokemon trainers and we have to decide who would win. So again, Leon Leon's supposed to be undefeated and that's what they're obviously introducing. So from a story perspective, I get it. Yes. But I just don't think Charizard wins that fight. Mm, mm. If it I, pulled out the Thunder Punch earlier, yeah, maybe easy, maybe, easy yeah. win. But yeah. also, we haven't brought up the fact that Lance has the shiny Gyarados. Yeah, so he I, he has the Lake of Rage so, shiny Gyarados. Ah, uh, see, I thought that too, but but I actually made a note. It actually says um, it says something like, "Oh, he caught it as a magic carp or something like that." The, the, you oh, can boom. hear the car- yeah, you can hear the commentator in the back because like, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, so." So Gen 2 actually happened in the anime, but then I overhear the, the, and I was like, oh, okay, it's just a reference to the Gen 2 games. It isn't actually confirmation that he caught the Gyarados at the Lake of Rage because the, the story happened, unfortunately. Boo. Yeah, I was like, come on, commit all the way. You know you want to. Um, So should we move on to the, the next episode? Yes, where this Dreadnought is just going ham. Yeah. And I will say, this Dreadnought freaks me out a little bit. Is I it the neck? This neck yes. to extend yes. the way it does. It's like a telescopic... It oh, just keeps just, going. It's, it's... It's uneasy. It makes me feel uneasy. I don't like you don't, it. it. Because I'm pretty sure it does mention it in the Pokedex, but you don't ever see it in, in, in Gen no. X. So you're just like, oh, right, okay. And then it just... It's just like something out of a horror film. It's just like, wait, what? It can do that? And even when it goes Gigantamax, it loses its neck, if anything. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does because it kind of it sinks into it. Its head sinks into its its shell, shell further. Yeah, yeah. But so I don't. I just. It was one of those things that like appears in the anime. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> I so I don't like the neck thing. But what I will say is the anime really nails what the game games don't is the sheer power of dynamaxing oh absolutely Just, absolutely they're like tearing up the city they're like kaijus at this point yeah, i was they, gonna say it's a it's a kaiju fight 100 yes. a kaiju fight it's, it's just fantastic and then obviously pikachu like i've just got a, 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 a note here just, oh my god here comes chubby pikachu and i'm all down for it i'm but so ash down not, for this ash not needing a dynamax band yes this is this is again one of those very few things of like Ash is just a better trainer than everybody else in the world. Well, this he doesn't, is... He doesn't need a Dynamax band to no. Dynamax his Pokemon. He's He was able to, like, get Ash Greninja when everybody yes. else needed Mega Stones and yes. everything else. He's just like, nah, I don't need any of that. I got my boy. Yeah. And later on in this series, we're going to see he gets another stupid power. Uh, oh. Even in Sun and Moon, he had his Electrium Z which was gifted to him by Tapu Koko because Tapu Koko was like, I see you, boy. You're going to do something special. Uh, Here you go. Have this. Okay. You're going you're gonna to enjoy this. And then he goes head to head with Tapu Koko in like the championship match. And his, his, his Electrium Z just goes, and poof. All right, I'm a Pikium Z now. 
And it's like, what? Oh, you're just breaking wait, reality. Okay. <laughs> He's just making it up as he goes along. I love it. Um, I just I just love where, where Ash... So Ash, obviously, he, he isn't used to Dynamaxing, uh, Gigantamaxing at, at this point for the Pikachu. So he's just like, he uses like, oh, use Quick Attack anyway. And Pikachu's kind of wobbles over and ash has to like he then says like use iron tail again oh, he grabs his he tail. Just, yeah, grabs his tail and starts swinging it just doesn't work because obviously ash at this point doesn't understand gmax no. moves at, at, at this point until leon starts to support him and he's like so gmax vault crash is what they were saying <laughs> i heard it as gmax bum crash which it basically and, is. It's a Rakeshi butt slam. Yeah, for all my- yes, yes. And for a second, <laughs> I did think they were saying bum crash because it jumps into the air and then it comes down. I was like, wait, I don't ever remember G-Max bum crash in the game. <laughs> I was like, if I miss something at, at some point, and I think maybe, I don't, I don't know whether or not like, it's just the the recording quality or I, I don't know. I just like, they could have cleared that up because at some point... It did sound like Gmax bump crash. I think you. I think that's just wishful thinking. You just really you wanted it to be called <laughs> Gmax bump crash. Gmax bump crash. And um, so obviously we have we have the battle and everything like this. And like my my first thought watching this was like, oh, so sh- this is just set up for Ash needing to use Gmax later in the series, and this is going to be his his development for the series. So I was like, okay, Leon's going to come come along. Leon's going to help. And they're going to be like, oh, I look forward to seeing you in, to, in, in later on in the series, kid. But then they battle. Yep. I was like, just, okay. Just throw down. <laughs> We're doing this champion. now. <laughs> yes. Because he's a champion. He has the right to challenge whoever he wants now. He's <sighs> got that kind of clout about him, basically, to be like, yo, I'm a champion. You yep. want to throw down? Yeah. Damn straight, I want to throw down. Yeah, just saw you Gigantamax your Pikachu without a Dynamax band. You got my attention, kid. Yeah. And Ash loses the battle. Of course he does. Of course he does. But I'm okay. So this is the the thing that I I love about this. This is his first real loss of this series. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to what we've said in previous episodes uh, of the podcast where. Ash typically travels to a new region and he loses against the first gym leader or he loses against like, you know, that, that, what, you know, that first snivy he comes across or mm-hmm. whatever. And it feels cheap. It feels like we've been cheated as the audience. This doesn't feel like cheap or that I've been cheated because I'm like, well, of this course is the final he, boss. Of course he would lose against Leon. Like how, how would he win at this point? He's literally got Pikachu. He's trying to, he's using Gigantamax, which he's never used before. And Leon just has all this experience as being, you know, unbeatable. So I'm okay with Ash losing this fight because it shows that he's still got growth, but it doesn't feel like it's forced growth. So it's not like, oh, we just need to, we just need to, you know, bring him back a bit by just getting him to lose against like really weak trainers. He loses against a trainer he would lose against. And unlike him, like, losing against Brock, it's not like, oh, we're going to beat him later this episode. We're going to beat him on the next episode. It's, yeah. this is what this series is building to, is this rematch. Yeah. Ash goes, all right, I see you. I see where I need to get to. Let's go work for it. Let's go earn that rematch. Let's go. And is introduced into the Coronation League. And is told, there you go. You're at the bottom of the ranking, sir. You have mm-hmm. no seeding. I'll see you in the top eight. Oh. 
<laughs> what a journey oh. what a, uh, ironically what a journey it becomes oh i'm i'm so looking forward to this so do you do I, you I, do you like the idea of a coronation series rather than gym battles oh yeah i i prefer that i i so one of the things that i i've really enjoyed about this series so far is that it's not like the old ones where it's like Ash Ketchum's on a journey, Jim 1, oh, something else, Jim 2, something else. And it just went on and on and on and on. This is just like, okay, we've. it feels like the creators have got a bit more free reign to do what they mm-hmm. want. And I absolutely love that. I don't need to see him going to, you know, each of the gyms in a certain order and whatnot. I'm okay with him just having a journey and just figuring out who he is, what his team's going to be, building his team, because he's at that stage now where he should be able to catch a load of powerful Pokemon and go toe-to-toe with all these these great trainers rather than having to go out to each individual gym just to be like, well, I've got to prove myself. It's like, well, you've already proved yourself like several CVs over. So let's figure out a different way to do it. And I'm glad they've done it. And it's a great way as well. It means that we can keep exploring all these different regions and them jet-setting mm. around the world. Yes. And everywhere we go, Ash can find an, a, an opponent. He can go, ah, oh, there's somebody close to me who is in my sort of ranking or slightly above me or slightly below me. i got to fight. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a genius. As, as, yes. as a bit of writing and mm. story construction, I think it's fantastic. I think it's such a brilliant idea. Because again, he, he, when he, once he became a champion, it's like, well, what do you do now? Do you reset him? Do well, you yeah. remove him? What, he can't just go back to fighting gym leaders again and hoping mm. to become a champion of another region. I guess he can, but we did it. Yeah. We've done it. It's been yeah. done. Mm. Mm. So I'm so glad they went in this direction. Uh, side note, yes. Gigantamax Meowth. Oh, we're getting that. It wasn't in this episode, oh, was it? it wasn't in this episode. No, oh, no. Um, I retract my statement. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> if you just spoiled something for me then. Maybe, maybe I, I. So, the moment you said that, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that does that does actually make sense." That it's gonna, yeah, that Meowth, because Meowth also gets gets a Gigantamax form um, in Sword and Shield. That that they they were it was that Pikachu and Eevee, wasn't it, when it first came out? And depending mm-hmm. on which games you played, you you got. I think the Meowth one is one that you got with the game. It was just like on a piece of paper or something like that. Um, so that, not really a spoiler, because I was like, oh, okay, the moment you mentioned Gigantamax Meowth, that was me just thinking you were saying, do you think we'll see it? And I was like, yeah, we'll see it. Um, so the only other comment I've, I've got here, and I, I'm going back to this again. Um, so the the battle made me realize how Eevees and Ivies would work in, in the anime, because some ones are just stronger than others, which brings me back to the Charizard and Gyarados fight. And Ash's Pikachu, they've said multiple times, Ash's Pikachu is special. It's There's yes. something about it. So he's just got perfect stats, right? Basically. Yeah. Basically, yes. Right. Okay, so that, exp- that explains a, a, a little bit, I guess, around why some Pokemon then can beat others. It's, you know, nature nature and nurture, I, I, I guess. Um, so I, I'm still okay with Leon winning that fight. Maybe, maybe he should have had a different Pokemon, I guess. But of course, they were going to bring out Charizard. Like, Game Freak thinks it's, like, the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> Never. Well, the, it's, it, it is popular, and I will is. always argue that I think Charizard deserves 
the love that it gets. It it does. It does deserve the 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 love that it it, it gets. I think some fans would disagree with us on that. Um, but there there is a reason that it gets toted out so much, and because it is a, it is a great and such a memorable Pokemon. Um, anything else you want to say about this? episode no i'm just looking forward to because it finally it's it's weird to say that a quarter of the way into this season we're finally getting going yes we're finally like the setup is done now we've had all mm-hmm. three of our characters really introduced chloe's had our episode ash and go were settled into what they're doing ash has his goal go has his goal we can finally set out now and just yes. actually get on and everybody's moving forward it feels weird that it's taking so long to get here. But as I say, as much as it, it, it should feel slow, to me it hasn't. Mm-hmm. Does it? I know a couple of episodes ago you said it was feeling slow to you. Do you still there think was, that? No, I don't. It, 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 this, it's something that as I've watched more TV over my life, I, I, you can spot filler episodes. You can just mm-hmm. spot the episodes where it's like, you take that episode out of the series and nothing changes. And there's been a handful of them, but nowhere near as much as I expected. To be honest with you, there's been a the, the one that comes to mind straight away is just the 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 ice racing one that they did. That's yep. the only one that, off the top of my head, I can go. That was a filler. All the rest, there seemed to be some kind of development or growth. You know, um, progressing the story, catching Pokemon, building the scene, whatever it might be. That was the only one that I was like, "Mm, okay. Whereas it does feel very much like this series so far is just like, here's a beat, here's a beat, here's a beat. And we're just going through the story and it isn't slowing down. And I think it gets away with it a little bit more because Go can catch one or two random Pokemon. It's like, well, now it's it's technically canon. Now you can't skip it because otherwise you don't know where go caught that metapod yeah <laughs> that good old metapod. i love it i love it so much yeah good good right okay fantastic uh right connor as always are you ready to play a game let's do it i'm gonna get you this week okay so last week you got zero you're gonna rub this in you're gonna rub uh, that in really i'm okay. just I'm just bringing it i'm just i just want the audience to to know just in case they missed it go back and, and listen to it so this week there's a bit of a theme okay all right let's see if you can figure figure out so the first Pokemon is Chikorita, obviously one of the most popular Pokemon in existence, and rightly so. Uh, obliviously, uh, yeah. not, not underrated in the slightest, <laughs> no. overrated, if anything. Overrated, oh, okay. Um, so, Bogodex Entry 1. Often found dozing off in the sun, sometimes it sleeps so deeply that other Pokemon have been known to take a chunk out of the leaf atop its head. Second Pokedex, oh. <laughs> Second Pokedex entry. It uses the leaf on its head to determine the air's temperature and humidity. It loves to sunbathe. And then the final Pokedex entry. A sweet aroma gently wafts from the leaf on its head. It is docile and loves to soak up the sun's rays. Um, Are those that fake? first one makes me so sad. Um, oh. I'm going to say the third one. The third one. It was, in fact, the first one. Damn it! That was that's really good because that's some like really Pokedex level information yeah. that I was like, yeah. "There's no way he'd come up yeah. with that." <laughs> I actually went for the third one because I was like, "Yeah, that seems like generic enough that yeah. maybe." Mm. I think I think uh, I think this is going to be interesting doing this week on week because you'll get to understand. You're getting better. I'm getting better, <laughs> but you're getting better at figuring out mine. So it's like we're constantly like trying to one up one another, and I love it. So um, the second Pokemon is Bayleaf. 
So nice. there's a bit of a theme. So the first Pokedex entry. The scent of spices comes from around its neck. Somehow, sniffing it makes you want to fight. <laughs> Second one. Bayleaf's neck is ringed by curled up leaves. Inside each tubular leaf is a small shoot of a tree. The fragrance of this shoot makes people peppy. And the final one. The leaves on its neck grow larger as it absorbs sunlight. The larger the leaves, the closer it is to evolution. That second one, right? There's not a tree inside each leaf. No. I've got down this, the third one, but reading these out, the first one doesn't seem real to me even. I'm thinking, have I put two fake ones in it? Well, hang on. So does smelling the leaves make you want to fight well, or I, peppy? It can't be both. So, so I think I think I've got it wrong. And I'm pretty sure now reading these back that I did the first one and I was like, no, that's too obvious. Then I did the third one and I never went back to the first one. Like high quality podcasting and research here, folks. But I'm so And either to, way, I picked the got, only real you one. The, you picked the only real one. So It's got a tree inside each of its leaves. A- apparently so. I, I don't I don't know. Is it it's a small shoot of a tree. What that means, I don't, I don't know. But yeah, it was a, it was the yeah. Third, all right, that, the that thing bit. that gets petals around its neck. Yes, apparently has trees. <laughs> trees. Out of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so third and final one is meganium. First Pokedex entry. Its breath has the fantastic ability to revive dead plants and flowers. Second Pokedex. Okay, that entry. one I know is true. Okay. The aroma that rises from its petals contains a substance that calms aggressive feelings. And the third and final one, its gentle disposition is put to the test when people or Pokemon deliberately damage plants and herbs under its care. Okay, I'm going to go with, I know the first one is true. I have read that one. So you've got 50-50 shots. Yep. Oh, I'm going to say the second one. It's the third one. Of course it is. Oh. Of course it is. <laughs> it. I thought you were getting better at this. No, I just, oh. I just, just losing it, man. Just oh. losing it. I'm, I'm learning how little I know about Pokemon as we oh. go on. <laughs> well, I will for two weeks in a row now take the uh, take my crown. Um, we should we should probably mix this up every now and again, and you test me. Oh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And that'll be the first time you get all three correct. Get all three Never ever do it again. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Right, okay, let's move on to our letters and comments. If you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or by emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com. So the first question we've adapted slightly, sorry, Intrepid, but you asked what our favorite gym leader and elite four of each region is. We'd be here all day if we were doing that. So we're just going to say our favorite gym leader and favorite elite four member, right? Yeah. Okay. You can start us off while I try and remember all the gym leaders. Uh, every single one. So uh, when we're talking about elite four, are we including the champions or not? Are they separate? I think so. I think they count. Oh, Stephen Stone then. All day, every day. Stephen Stone? Just, oh, what a, oh, what a what handsome a fellow. Specimen of a man. Specimen <laughs> of a man. And the, one of the reasons is because I just remember playing that game. You get to Stephen Stone, you're like, oh, I've seen this Pokemon. Yeah, okay, right. That's one of the fossils. Oh, that's the other fossil. And then he just throws out Metagross and you're just like, what is what is this? And it just ran through my team. And Steel and Psychic typing, thing of beauty, like so bulky and so offensive. Absolutely love it. So Stephen Stone is is my Elite Four member of choice. And of course, you don't get to see a Metagross until that point in the game. Yes. Because 
he gives you the beldum. Yes. Yeah. So he just comes out of nowhere. And he's just like, uh, what's this, Mon? And straight away, you're you're panicking because you're thinking, okay, well, it kind of looks like it could be metal. And then, then he just throws out psychic-type moves. You're just like, wait, what? And, oh, just, oh. And he's just fine. And the, the fact that he, out of all the champions, he's probably one of the ones that has a, the most input in the, your story. And he keeps popping up and supporting you and helping you. And that was advanced even more in the in the Gen Three remakes. So yeah, Stephen Stone. What about okay. you? Uh, I think the obvious answer is like Cynthia. She's one of the mm. best Elite Four members ever. Yes, but I think I'm weirdly gonna go with Koga. Okay, simply break this because, down. Go on. Simply because it was the first time I was like, oh, hang on, you were a gym leader. Mm but you advance to an Elite Four member, which means, and it gives so much context to like what a gym leader and Elite Four member means and it's your role in society and the fact that you can move up and down on that scale. I just, it's 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 an interesting concept to me and I Koga is not my favorite gym leader. He's not my favorite Elite Four member, but the fact that he introduced this idea that mm. you can move in the rankings and therefore you're standing in society. Yeah fascinating it is until you realize he was replaced in his gym by literally his daughter which meant like how yeah nepotism's a thing what yeah we how's, do? That weird? how's that weird <laughs> um so so are you having koga for your answer for both of those no just the elite oh, okay. four member okay. i what? have i have a favorite gym leader oh go on then because i'm struggling it's berg it's who berg Oh, big! Oh, he's so happy with all these bug Pokemon, oh, I love him he? so much. And oh. I don't... It was one of those things, again, that Gen 5 playthrough that I did. I just got so excited. So I gave Berg, when I was doing all the voices, I gave him a really camp voice. Yeah, yeah I can understand And that. It, it wasn't meant to be, like, derogatory in any way, but there was something about adopting that persona that just made me so happy it's that I just fell in love and, with him. Yeah. Oh, he's gorgeous. He's such a gorgeous have individual. You, have you seen him in Pokemon Masters? So you can uh, you can unlock a um a summit. No, it's an Easter version. And he's basically got like a top hat and this like oh. smart suit that's all white, pink and blue. So like the whole camp attitude that you gave him kind of fits with that one as well. And he's Pokemon's a Togepi as well who was absolutely busted um so so yeah i can i can, I can understand why you did and that also for. he's got my hair so i have to love him oh so he has yes um big curly mop top it yeah he has i love it um for me i'm I'm struggling to go through every single gym leader that i can think of but one of the ones that i love it is um is uh kabu in in oh, Gen I think eight. you brought this up before that you yeah, like Yeah, there's just something about... I don't know what it... Like, he's just one of the ones that, like, seems to take it really seriously. He's an um, old boy. You can tell yeah. he's been at it a while and, like... Yeah, you're right. He does take it seriously, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's like... When... Like, he's not even there to start with. He's he's in, you know, Galar Mine number two, just training with his Pokemon. And then he, he you know, he challenges the um, Team Yao members there and, like basically have a bit more respect and then you battle him in the in the gym and he just like you're there waiting and he just jogs up with his towel around him and he's like he just jogs onto the field and he's just like ready to go i don't know what it is about him there's just something that i'm like oh okay right i'd, I'd love to meet and have a chat with him in in real life i think other than opal he's the only older gym leader in that entire game all of the rest are quite young aren't they 
Yeah, I think technically Melanie is older because mm. she does have a son. Yeah. But yeah, no. Good old Kabu. Good, Good guy. Kabu, eh? Um one more question from uh Captain Mud this week. Favorite non Pokemon game? This is a difficult one for me. Mm. Um because I don't play a lot of games no. anymore. I just don't have time for it. I was never a big gamer to begin with. I think most of my gaming growing up was mostly with my stepbrother because mm-hmm. it was a way that we didn't end up punching each other. Yeah. So we did lots of Gears of War. Halo oh, 3 War. was probably Halo one of the 3. biggest games oh. of my life. Yes. I think I, I was speaking to somebody yesterday about this, the fact that, you know, Halo 3, Red versus Blue, mm-hmm. um, these were kind of the things that got me into script writing to begin with. I wanted to Price. make a machinima back in the day oh, yes. with a couple of my mates from uni- from school, not university. We're going way, way back. Um so that kind of got me into script writing, which then led me on to taking media studies, which led me on to doing film at university, which led me on to wanting to be creative and get my own camera gear and stuff like that, which led on to me getting my YouTube channel. So mm. in a long roundabout way, I have a lot to thank Halo 3 for. Right. So Halo 3 will always stand out as a very, very good game in my eyes and probably one of my favorites. I, I didn't expect that. I, I remember Halo 3 was... For me at university because we we figured out that a load of the internet ports in our rooms if we all plugged them in we could have a LAN party nice. so everyone just had xbox 360s and we typically have you know three on three and it was messy as anything i absolutely loved it but my favorite game so my favorite games like you i don't really get a lot of time to play um video games unfortunately as you get older you just have less time so mine are more from a nostalgia point of view um I think it's got to be one of the ones from the PlayStation 1 era, and it's probably either Final Fantasy IX or Resident Evil 2, and those games couldn't be any more different, and Resident Evil 2 because it's just a corny horror game that isn't really horror, to be quite honest with you. I absolutely just love playing that game and exploring it and figuring out all the secrets and perfecting it and it's one of the first games i remember just blowing me away because it's like oh you've completed the game well now you get to play it again as a different character who goes on a slightly different story i was like oh this is absolutely amazing and final fantasy 9 because um i rented this from and i I told this to other people before i rented it from basically a smaller version of blockbuster it was a little independent place and i just remember being blown away when they were pointing in it's like it's four discs like wait what and it just, I, this just blew my mind because I was like, I'm I'm used to games being on one disc. Like, why would it have four discs? And then just playing it for hours on hours. And I had to constantly go back and, and rent, rent it, it because I just couldn't complete because it just went on and on and exploring everything. And the battle system had, because this was the, this was after Pokemon for me. And like Pokemon's a one-on-one, you have four moves to choose from. Final Fantasy is like, well, you've got four characters, Final Fantasy Nine, you've got four characters on your side with multiple abilities and attacks, defense. Um, and then you've got multiple opponents on the other side and there's a story to it. And the the graphics at the time were gorgeous. The, the, the FMVs were beautiful. The music was just, just sounded amazing. And that, that game... Like you, you never forget your first Final Fantasy, and I think for most people, typically your first Final Fantasy is your favorite because it's so nostalgia heavy. Sorry, mine was thirteen. Thirteen, really? Thirteen was your favorite or your first? No, it was my first. Is it your favorite? 
No. No, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I've played Seven since then. The original Seven. You have, yeah. haven't you? You've done it on your channel. Yeah, no, that was good fun. Uh, played the remake? Not yet. Worth okay. it? Yes. So Because you've been playing that through on yes, Twitch at the moment, yes. aren't you? Um, so I... I... See, now that's how you do a segue into the next section, which is what are we doing? <laughs> oh, uh, yes, it is. It is. So um, I, I'm also talking about that. So I, I'm, re- I'm I'm doing um, Final Fantasy VII Remake over on Twitch. I'm doing it hard mode, which goes from, because I'm max level on hard mode, it goes from, oh, this is quite easy to, okay, I've suddenly been surrounded by nine guys in an alleyway and they've all just beat me to death. Um, so... The reason Sounds I decided, like an everyday in London. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I decided to play the remake on Twitch is because I I didn't buy Final Fantasy VII. It was, I'm a PlayStation Plus member, so eventually it was like, you can get it for free. I was like, okay, right, I'll, I'll play it. Because I wasn't that fussed about playing a remake. Because Final Fantasy VII, while I enjoyed it, I hadn't played it in over 20 years, so I wasn't that fussed. And I played it through. I was like, okay, this is a good game. And I can understand people's frustration because the remake is only... It's not even disc one of the original. It's like, it's the Midgar mm. section, which you can get through in about three, four hours if you know what you're doing and you're, you're legging it through. And there are certain parts where you're like, okay, this is different than the original. Oh, are they padding it out? Not quite sure. And then I played the last chapter, which is about two, two and a half hours long. And the final cutscene, I was just like, wait, what? And I went down this rabbit hole, reading articles, watching you know three hour youtube theory videos on where this is going i was like i need to play this game again um which is why i'm doing it ready in advance of all the new final fantasy content that is coming out this year and next year on the ps4 and ps5 if you can't if you if 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 you loved the the original go back and and play this yeah because 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 i because i'd heard that basically what was initially supposed to be a remake is now like a reimagining slash sequel slash spin-off slash right so you know not a remake i i don't know anything else about it again i played seven when just before the remake came out yeah i don't have a playstation so i was waiting for it to come out on pc it's now out on pc Mm -hmm. with the luffy expansion worth picking up I I personally would say so because it's you you you're gonna get a good thirty hours of playtime out of it if you're just rushing through. And I can understand why people say it's padded. I I personally don't believe the majority of it is padding. It's just that it's now they've now got the room to go. This this massive city that was underexplored in the original, we can expand on it. And some because it's split into chapters. And hmm. some chapters were maybe one or two screens in the original, and playing it through, I'm like, wow, like, because I'm, I'm playing through the original now on the on the Switch, and it's I'm what I'm doing is I'm playing that at the same time that I'm playing, um, the content on Twitch because then I can compare the two. But there are times where I'll finish the the Twitch stream and it's taking me an hour and a half to get through a chapter, and then I load it up on the on the Switch, and I'm like, that took five a twice. minutes. <laughs> and, I, and I'm through and I'm like, wait, like, I don't remember. So I am glad that they were able to take this and go, right, let's expand on it. And my understanding is that the only reason they've done it is because quite a lot of the original developers are getting on now. And basically they were like, well, if we don't do it now, we're never going to get a chance to adapt this. And the problem is 
if if they'd have just done a straight remake, I don't think it would have worked because people would just be like either not interested or well, it doesn't live up to the original. Like the original is uh-huh. a classic. So I'm glad that they went down this route of, well, how can we try and appease both sets of fans? And I th- I personally think they nailed it, but I, I do, I have read other people going, absolutely hate it. I just wanted a straight remake. And I'm glad it wasn't a straight remake because if it was, I would have just forgotten about it. I would have just been like, right, it's done, right. Might play the next one at some point. But this has made me go, when when they announced the, the second game, which is called Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth, I'm all down for this now. I'm like, I want to see where this goes and I'm excited to see what comes from it. Nice. So yeah, so plate. Um, so that was my plug. What what about your plug? What are you working on? What's going on? Uh, currently at the moment, I have just finished recording a collaboration. Uh, that should be coming out within the next week, couple of weeks ish. I don't know. Collaborations are always up in the air mm-hmm. because you're trying to level out two different videos. But I have a collaboration with Birdkeeper Toby coming out very soon, which I'm super excited about. It was a very cool opportunity to meet someone who i followed for a very long time um has already shouted out my channel many a times and given us lots and lots of growth and has given input and direction and guidance and i'm not gonna say he's a mentor of mine but a little bit of mentorship has happened and i'm very happy for it so yes i've got a collaboration coming out uh video on his channel video on my channel very much looking forward to those should Sounds be good. Gross. Won't give too much away on them. Okay, okay. But uh, watch this space. Did, did you tell them about the podcast? <laughs> of course I told them about the podcast. Yeah! I, talk, I talk very talk to everyone about this podcast. It's oh, one of my favorite things looks, I do. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I am glad. And we're, we're, we're five weeks in now. This is, this is just crazy. Um, still going. Downloads are going up. Uh, and as always, I'm still enjoying uh, having these conversations with you and just talking about just Pokemon stuff. I love it. It's so much fun. Ab- absolute pleasure, as always. Brilliant. And uh, that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? I'm going to embrace it now. We're embracing Do it. it. We're going yes. for it. We're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my channel on YouTube at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget brilliant and i'm ben and you can find me as professor hoen on twitter youtube and twitch as for the golden rock podcast you can find us on all the usual platforms we're on spotify apple podcasts Acast, loads of them just search the golden rock podcast uh and while you're there why not you know leave a five-star review i mean i have We've only got one review and it's mine, but I'll take it. (laughs) And uh, if you've listening to this on YouTube, leave a like. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast uh, podcast content. See ya. (laughs) 